It is week 20, 2023, Friday the 19th of May. So let's get into it. So last week, the Irish Times was duped into publishing an article on their website that claimed to be at least partly generated with an AI. The author who submitted the article used a fake name and a profile picture that was generated with DALI2. I will give a link to this full story um, in the notes for this podcast, but I want to present a a summary today and give you my my take on what actually happened and how AI actually played a small role in this this hoax. So the article itself was at least partly generated with ChatGPT, according to the hoaxer, but that's not the main point. The main point is that via a series of emails, the hoaxer managed to convince the editorial team of a major newspaper here in Ireland, which is often referred to as the paper of record, to publish an opinion piece on the website from a contributor that did not exist. I won't discuss the content of the article itself. It's all about identity politics, and frankly, I find that stuff extremely boring. But if you really want to read it, I will give a link to an archived version of it in the notes for this episode, available on my website, techleader.pro. The Irish Times removed the article from their website after others pointed out their mistake on Twitter, and they issued a standard apology from their editor. Again, I will link to that in the notes. The reaction from the journalist is interesting. Rather than focusing on this being a simple confidence trick, which only worked due to their bias being exploitable, instead they took the angle that AI was to blame. The Irish Times editor stated in their apology, quote, It also underlined one of the challenges raised by the generative AI for news organisations. In reality, this hoax would have worked equally well without any AI being used. Instead, it's a classic example of what hackers call social engineering. So let me read you this quote on social engineering from the Wikipedia article on the same topic. Quote, In the context of information security, social engineering is the psychological manipulation of people into performing actions or divulging confidential information. A type of confidence trick for the purpose of information gathering, fraud, or system access. It differs from a traditional con in that it is often one of many steps in a complex fraud scheme. It has also been defined as any act that influences a person to take an action that may or may not be in their own interests. End quote. So reading through the article that was published um, in the Independent, uh, another newspaper here in Ireland, that interviewed the hoaxer, it's very clear that this is exactly what happened. Uh, it was a series of email exchanges and they gained the trust of the, the editorial team. They made some changes to the story that was uh, recommended by the editorial team. And in that exchange, they managed to um, convince the, the editors that they were a legit actor and they, um, they just wanted to get their story published. Now, these kinds of social engineering attacks work because they, they work on human nature. They get people to lower their guard. And there's a few different ways that you can get people to lower their guard. Um, typically, uh, this would be, for example, using information during your exchange that shows that you are familiar with the organization that you were trying to attack, or simply relying on the kindness of others, so um, asking for help. And you would be amazed when you simply ask for help, 
um, how many people will, will respond kindly and they will offer help, um, even though at times the, the help that they're offering is actually enabling the attacker to, um, to get further into the organization. In this instance, it seems there was a different angle at play, namely uh, confirmation of bias. An editorial team are more likely to publish something that they agree with. Um, after all, uh, this particular section of the Irish Times is their opinion section. So we're all human, and we're more likely to publish something that we agree with, rather than publishing something that we disagree with. Even though, arguably, we should welcome diverse voices and we should, um, we should enable people to express opinions that we don't agree with. But this is the world we live in. So rather than admitting that they are biased, and this bias was exploited by the hoaxer, instead they are deflecting towards AI as being the culprit, at least partly. I would expect many more news organisations to be cut out in this way in the future. One thing that is certainly true is that AI can be used to generate uh, relatively realistic looking profile pictures um, and profiles on social media networks. And um, it seems that this was part of the hoax that the, uh, the hoaxer in question had fairly credible looking social media profiles on platforms like Twitter, for example, um, which I'm sure were checked during due diligence by the editorial team. So being able to generate profile pictures and content and so on quite easily using generative AI um, is certainly something that um, attackers are going to use in their toolbox. And um, it's just another tool for them to use. The defense, of course, is, is training. It's training people to be more skeptical, training people to be more, dare I say it, cynical, and not just accept things at face value, and not assume that um, every actor that they inter interact with uh, during their working lives um, has good intentions. As to the hoaxer, um, I don't know who they are, uh, but I must uh, tip my hat to them. Um, I, I found this uh, story fascinating and, uh, and also deeply amusing. Um, so it was a little bit of egg on the face of the, uh, the Irish Times. But um, I'm sure they'll, they'll learn from this and um, improve their, their screening techniques. But um, yeah, kudos to the, to the hoaxer in question. So what else did I do this week? Um, I also published a, another podcast episode on this feed earlier in the week um, where I was talking about my experiences as a hiring manager dealing with various recruiters over the years. And I gave some examples of both good behaviors and, and bad behaviors from recruiters. Um, I have a lot of respect for the recruitment industry. I, I know it's a, it's a tough gig and they come in for a lot of criticism. And uh, frankly speaking, as a hiring manager, I would not be able to get in the, the volume and quality of candidates without their help. So um, if you're interested, um, you can have a listen to that. It's the episode before this one in my feed. Um, other things that I'm enjoying this week, I am still watching Silo and the TV series on Apple. Um, the third episode was absolutely amazing. It, it's amazing from a... <laughs> an engineering perspective to see uh, all of the drama around um, the episode was uh, basically about fixing a machine, uh, fixing a machine that was critical to the operation of the, the, the facility in, in question. And it shows you that with good writing, 
um, you can build a tremendous amount of drama without any violence or um, implication of violence. So absolutely fantastic. Um, I read the book, I love the book, and I think the series is doing a tremendous job of adapting that to the screen. So definitely recommend that one, guys. It's, it's really cool. Um, apart from that, I am still working my way through Dune Messiah by Frank Herbert, which is the, the sequel to Dune. Um, it's a much shorter book, uh, but I'm just going through it slowly, uh, one chapter at a time, because it really is the kind of book that you you want to take your time with and contemplate and, and digest um, all of the depth in the, in the writing and the, the thoughts and leaderships from, from Frank is just phenomenal. I can't say enough about that series, so if you haven't read it, please please read it. And I'm also enjoying A, a Case of Conscience by James Blish, um, which is um, my little secondary read at the moment, so that's also a lot of fun. Okay, so I will wrap up now. I will leave you with the thought that I would fully expect there to be a lot of hype and subsequent backlash against AI in the months ahead. I just wish that people would be reasonable about this stuff. AI is a tool, that's all it is. It can be used with good intent or bad intent. It has no agency of its own. If it is used badly, that is because of people. It's not because of AI. So please be mindful of that. There's going to be a lot of negativity in the press around AI in the months ahead. And for me, it's just noise. And I'm kind of disappointed to see that we're probably going to see a lot of governmental regulation in this area and all that's going to do is it's going to strangle uh, innovation in some regions and it's going to give competitive advantage to the regions that don't have regulation so this is a, a really dumb approach it's ham-fisted but in this world that we live in today guys hardly anybody has a delicate touch there's no nuance in these policies so unfortunately i feel a bit pessimistic about that one but you know Say lovey. Okay, so thanks as always for your time. I will speak to you again next week. I hope you have a brilliant weekend and do something fun. Take care. Bye bye.